Podcast Answer Man, episode number 411. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everyone. This is Jason Van Orden from Internet Business Mastery. You are listening to the man who has trained more people how to podcast than anyone else in the world, Cliff Ravenscraft. He is the Podcast Answer Man. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is The Podcast devoted to helping you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. That's right, my friends. It does not matter if you are brand new to this online content creating world we live in, or if you've been creating content for many years, there's something we can all do to take everything we do in life to the next level. And my friends, I am back once again with yet another pre-recorded episode for you, and that's because this particular episode of Podcast Answer Man is being recorded on June 24th. However, you guys are going to be getting this in the podcast RSS feed delivered out on Monday, July 13th, which is basically one day before I return from my trip to Europe. I've shared in the last couple weeks here that my family and I have been on a two-week family vacation to Europe, spending two days in Scotland, six days in London, three days in France, and two days in the Netherlands, and I could not be more excited about this opportunity and the blessings that have come our way through all of the hard work that we've done over the past several years to get to this place, and we are looking forward to having the trip of a lifetime, making memories that will last forever for our family, and experiences that, quite honestly, just many years ago would have never even, I would have never dreamed possible, and so I'm super excited about that, and of course, knowing that I was going to be gone for three different weeks of, of content production, I wanted to make sure that I had some content that was going to consistently be released out to you guys in my absence. And as a result of that, I've been doing this series called um, Questions That New Podcasters Ask. And so the last two weeks was part one and part two. The good news here is that nothing builds on the other things. These questions are all randomly pulled from questions that have come from Uh, the podcasting A to Z weekly group coaching calls that I've done over the years with my students. And I've gone through and researched some of the questions that they have asked during those weekly group coaching calls. And I have pulled out those questions at random to basically ask myself here for you guys in this podcast and then share with you off the top of my head the same way that I would answer these questions in those weekly group coaching calls, I'm gonna answer for you here. Not with a lot of research, but just the answers that come to me off the top of my head uh, based upon my experience and, and my feelings and thoughts in the space of the podcasting world. So if you're interested in that, then I encourage you to sit tight. We've got lots of questions that I'm going to try to get through here. Uh, and again, I, you do not have to listen to part one and part two before you get into this. It's all random and it's all ready to go. And so with all of that out of the way, let's jump into some questions. How about that? Uh, the first question here says, I know you said that before considering promotion, you need to have a good show to promote. 
What is a good set of prerequisites or criteria before we begin promotion? Is it a matter of having a certain number of downloads per month, uh, getting into a groove with your show, a certain level of engagement, etc.? So that's the question that was being asked. Now let me set this up for you because I want to I want to set the ground or the foundation of understanding where this question is coming from. Now, when I do podcasting A to Z, I typically have somewhere between 20 to 30 students in each of these sessions. And out of those, let's just say on average some I usually sell the thing out with 30 students. So let's just say there are 30 students in an average podcasting A to C, A to Z session. If there are 30 students, there's going to usually be about five students in that course who, as soon as they record their first episode, they're ready to launch that thing and promote it to the world with every bit of marketing expertise they can possibly muster up they want to they need to start pr- pushing that and promoting it because it is awesome every now and then you have uh, i the, you get about 5 students that come through this course and and here's here's what the makeup of that type of person usually is it's usually um has they usually have one or more of these qualities these individuals will typically either already have a significant online following. These are people who maybe already have a couple thousand people following them on Twitter. They have several thousand people connected with them on Facebook on either their personal profile or fan page. These are people who have a mailing list with literally thousands, sometimes tens of thousands, and I've even had a couple students with hundreds of thousands of subscribers to their mailing list. Um, so, so, they the, most of these students that that are ready to jump right out of the gate sometimes already have that they already have this huge loyal fan base and oftentimes because they have the, the the reason that they have that loyal fan base is because they've already identified their message they're very clear on who they are who what they have to offer to the world their branding their their they they really have a good idea of what they have to offer the to the world and and the world has said, hey, I want what you have to offer, and that's why they have this online following. And so oftentimes, those people already are well ahead of most of my students because they've been at this for several years. This stuff never happens overnight. This stuff happens over time. I don't know anybody out of the gate that instantly grabbed an audience. Now, there could be arguments made for somebody like my friend John Lee Dumas, but John Lee Dumas didn't even do it overnight. Before he ever launched his first episode of Entrepreneur on Fire, he was a part of my podcast mastermind for an entire year. And not only that, but he was also networking and and building relationships for an entire year with other people in the space. He was researching, he was he was plotting, uh, he was working with a great business coach as well with Jamie Tardy. So so he had so many things going for him. Even John Lee Dumas was not this overnight success that so many people think. I mean, he's certainly a success and it happened more quickly for him than a lot of other people, but there are a lot of reasons that that took place. But anyway, so, you know, somebody who already comes to me, and and let me just give you an idea of somebody who fits into this category, Amy Porterfield. Amy Porterfield uh, came to me and says, Cliff, I want to start a podcast and everybody in our circles say that I should, you know, work with you and and I told her at the time, I'm, I don't do any one-on-one, but trust me, if you go through my A to Z course, it, it, 
I don't do any one-on-one outside of my A to Z course, but if you take my A to Z course, there's a lot of self-help in there, but I'm going to be walking you through the process. I'm going to be there every step of the way, and I'll do everything I can to make sure that you have a successful launch of your show. And so she signed up for it. Now, Amy Porterfield was already well-known as an expert in the field of Facebook marketing, online marketing, building your email list. Um, Amy Porterfield used to work uh, with Tony Robbins. She's very connected, had a wonderful network. She's already been connected with some great folks online who have given a ton of exposure to her brand and her business and her online courses. She'd already been able to be in a place where she's helped literally thousands of people succeed in big ways with Facebook marketing. And so she already had this community. And not only that, but here's another quality that oftentimes comes along with people who are just jumping right out of the gate. You know, Amy Porterfield has already done several online webinars, online courses. So she's already used to speaking to an audience that is virtual. She's already used to communicating to people who are on the other side of a computer screen, listening to her voice, but she doesn't see them. So she's already developed her voice in that way. She's already become, she's already been a public speaker. So she already knows how to communicate well. And she's had a lot of uh, uh, practice in that. So you see that there are all of these different key ingredients that some of these people, like an Amy Porterfield, might have, where when she comes through my course, she just needs the technical know how of, what, what equipment do I need and, and what microphone and how do I hook all these things up and what cables go where and, and what software and how do I use the software to edit and how do I set up my RSS feed? I, you give somebody like an Amy Porterfield all of that information and then she sits down and she uses all of her experience of communication, all of her experience of of um, of planning out webinars and digital products and all these other things that she's already done, and she plans out that first episode, and she she hits the micro she hits the record button, and she begins talking in her very first episode, and most people would never guess in a million years this is the first time she's ever recorded a podcast episode, and boom, it's great on a scale of one to ten, she's hitting a solid ten, and she's ready to go, the world is waiting for this. She, in fact, already has an online loyal following of people that have been following her brand for years and we're so excited and anticipating the launch of her first ever podcast and boom, she's ready to promote to the world. Now, every now and then, every single session of Podcasting A to Z, I usually have somewhere, about five students who fit that profile. That means that out of a student out of a course with 30 students that means i have 25 students who aren't necessarily ready to have who don't launch a show where the 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 quality of the production on the first episode is a 10 out of 10 you know and and what happens is you usually have somebody who they record their first episode and it's you know, even Podcast Answer Man episode number one wasn't that great. I mean, you could go back and and search for episode number one uh, in the sidebar of my site. Just look in there for archives, do the drop down, go to December 2006 and find my first episode. It wasn't that hot. Certainly not what the quality is today that I have. But even then, I had already been podcasting for a year and Podcast Answer Man, I believe, was my fourth podcast that I had launched. So even then I had a year at it and, and that episode wasn't that perfect. It wasn't that great. Um, certainly could be improved quite a bit, but here's the deal. 
a majority of students, when they launch their podcast, it's kind of like, uh, hi, everybody. Um, my name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is my podcast. And I want to talk a lot about why I feel led to record this episode of or this podcast and why um, I, I'm going to I'm well, I started I learned about podcasting a little while ago and uh, and and it's had a powerful impact on my life. And, and so as a result of being in, you know, so motivated and, and encouraged and inspired by podcasts. I decided that, you know, I, I wanted to create my own. And so I created my own and some great things happened. And as a result of that, here are some things that have happened. And and people started asking me, you know, should I, you know, can you teach me how to do what you do? And and so a lot of people have asked me to create a help them create a podcast. And, you know, I I I thought that maybe why not create a podcast about podcasting? And that's why I'm creating Podcast Answer Man. And and I hope that you'll like it. What I hope to do, I you know, I don't have all the answers, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find. If you ask a question and I don't have, you see where I'm coming from. That's that's kind of now that my first episode didn't sound that bad, but if Podcast Answer Man, this podcast was my very first podcast, and I had never recorded a podcast before, what I just sounded like would have actually been what my first episode sounds like. And out of the 30 students that I have in podcasting A to Z, I will tell you that about 10 to 15 of my students will have episodes. Their first episode will sound very much what like I was just doing there. And, and how would I characterize that? Um, I would characterize it as timid, a little bit shy. Uh, I wouldn't say downright lack of confidence, but it doesn't exude confidence. I would I would I would say that it it sounds to me like they're a little bit unsure about the direction of their show and the future of it. Uh, they're they're kind of like seeking permission to be able to speak rather than than taking charge and and saying, you know, this is you know, if I were to launch podcast Answer Man today and my first episode, this is how it would be today, all right? Based upon all of the experience that I've had, here's how well, hello everybody, Cliff Ravenscraft here, and welcome to the very first episode of Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and let me tell you, my friends, since December 2005, I have launched 30 different podcasts on 30 different subjects, 30 different topics, over 3,200 podcast episodes I've produced since then, and I want to share with you all of the experience all of the wisdom, all of the knowledge, and all of the benefits that have come along with podcasting, I'm going to talk about that here in this podcast about podcasting called Podcast Answer Man. I am going to be here to answer your questions, and I'm even going to help you by answering questions you didn't even know you had questions about yet. This podcast is devoted, you know, now of course, you know what, there are some people who will tell you, and I'm probably one of them, that I almost prefer a little bit less of the bold, confident, blah, 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 starting right out of the gate, and a little bit more of the authentic, transparent, I'm just kind of getting started, and this is who I am. You don't need to be so bold out of the gate that you're immediately impressing people. You need to be who you are and authentic about who you are and where you are in this stage in the journey. 
So don't try to create a first episode of an Amy Porterfield when you're not in the position of an Amy Porterfield. If you, if you don't ha- if you do not have all of that experience and all of those qualities of uh, public speaking and online course creation and all these other things, you can't be expected to create an ep- a first episode like Amy Porterfield without the experience that she, someone like her has. You actually are going to create a first episode based upon where you are in your journey, and it's okay to do that. The thing is, though, is if on a scale of one to ten, let's just say the the overall quality. If we're just being totally objective on a scale of one to ten, the the overall quality. This is audio. You you know the content that you're actually sharing. That your your confidence level that you're exuding. Uh, overall quality is about a six out of ten. The reality is is that. Six out of 10, okay, you could probably start promoting that lightly and know that you're going to get better with every single new, every new episode, you know, and so by the, hopefully by the time you get to episode number 10 or 12 or 13, hopefully your, your overall qualities jumped up to about a seven, you know, you, you really want to get up to, try to get up to about a seven or an eight as, as soon as possible. And it may be a long time before you get up to a nine or a 10. And oftentimes I'm talking about a nine and 10 that somebody else would rate you because you're always going to rate yourself more critically than anybody else. I, I honestly, out of the, what are we on episode 311 of podcast answer, man, I would say that I've probably produced about four or five episodes that I would give myself a, a rating of 10 out of 10. I've done a couple. Um, and I would say on average, I hit about an eight or a nine uh, on average. And to be honest with you, this year, because I have been d- so intentionally distracted by my own pursuit of health and fitness, where I've actually made the decision to kind of, you know, put my business as a as a priority lower than my family and my fitness and health in an extreme way, in an opposite extreme than what I had done in previous years, because of that intentional distraction, I will tell you that this year, Podcast Answer Man, I would say that on average, I've hit about a seven on the quality scale of a lot of previous episodes of Podcast Answer Man this year. So even I know that the quality of of my show has suffered as a result of intentionally distracting myself with other more higher priority things, more higher priority things. Yeah, I think that doesn't work out. But anyway, um, you get the idea. So the thing is, though, I will. There are a lot of people who are creating brand new podcasts, and their overall quality might not even be hitting a six. It might be hitting a four or even a three. And that's not saying you're terrible. And by the way, somebody who is a quality of a four or a three recording their first episode in a podcasting A to Z course is literally, and and I'm not just saying this, it's a hundred times better than the first episodes of podcasts that were recorded back when podcasting first got started back in 2004, 2005, 2006, and sometimes even in 2007 people's first episodes were absolutely atrocious because nobody knew anything about anything. It was, it was just, we were all pioneers in this space. How do we record? What, what software? What's a bit rate? What's a sample rate? Nobody knows any of that stuff. And today, at least the students in my course, 
have some basic knowledge of equipment and and uh, audio recording production and and other these other things that help set them up far above and above, beyond the rest. And so, but still overall quality, you know, not just looking at their audio quality and stuff, but just the preparation. Do they are they sure about who they are? Are they sure about their branding? Are they crystal clear on on their what their message is and what they're offering to the world? Do they really feel confident in their message? Most students don't. And so what happens is I always say, rather than, you know, a lot of people have been trained and have, you know, before they started their podcasting journey to launch their own show, they've been listening to a lot of other podcasts about podcasting. They've listened, they've been watching a lot of people out there. And they've they've been trained that man you gotta get you gotta hit that new and noteworthy you only get so much time to make a big splash and you want to take advantage of it and you want to do this you want to record so many episodes so you get more downloads that's gonna get you higher and the higher you're ranked the more people see you the more people see you the more downloads you get and it's just this cycle and that's how you build upon all of this stuff and that's what's that that's what ninety percent of my student students who sign up for A to Z want to do. They want to hit new and noteworthy with five to seven episodes. They want to they want they want to start promoting it and get out there. And the reality is, and this is what I say in my course, and this is what prompted this question, is they don't have a show that's worthy. You know, they have a show that's new, but unfortunately, they don't have a show that is yet what I would describe as notable. You know, it, it's it's not yet at a place where it stands out and people are gonna like, wow. I am so glad this show exists. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying, you, I think you understand what I'm saying. I don't need to continue on. You guys have seen those episodes, right? You know what I'm talking about. And the reality is, is that there's, there's this um, quote, and I've heard it from my friend Ray Edwards, who I think heard it from Jim Rohn or somebody else. But anyway, um, there's this quote out there, and I've heard it from a lot of my friends that says, great marketing only helps a bad product fail faster. Now that that I may be misquoting it, but great marketing only helps a bad product fail faster. And so the the reality is is there are a lot of shows even coming right out of podcasting A to Z where sure they have launched, they have successfully launched their first episode. And yes, I believe every single student, every single student without fail should submit their first episode, even if it's a one out of 10 on this on an overall quality scale. I believe every single student should take that very first episode and publish it to iTunes and put it out there in, in so that the world does have access to it. But the reality is, is that for the most cases, you know, build it and they will come isn't how it works. So they're going to launch their show out there. And sure, there might be a couple people after it shows up in the search directory that find it as a search result and and download it. Is it going to show up in new and noteworthy? Yes, just by the fact that it's new and it's noteworthy. How high it ranks depends on um, on what category you're in and what the competition is in the new and noteworthy category and how many downloads you get and 
and some there's some little uh, encounters that you have with how many five star ratings or written reviews you have and stuff like that. How much engagement is happening on that content, and that gets you higher up in new and noteworthy. You know, and so there, there's a possibility that you may show up in new and noteworthy, and even with your let's just say an uh, an overall quality of a four out of ten. Your, your show is in new and noteworthy. Some people might be checking it out, but they're checking it out, and because it's just not quite yet hitting the mark, you might, let's just say you might actually get 100 people who test out the episode, and you may retain five or 10 of those 100 people, all right, as subscribers. They're like, yeah, this is cool. I'm so glad. I'm so hyper-interested in this topic this this sounds like a great topic. I the, I know this is the first episode of this person's show. I've been around podcasting to know that, and if the, if this person really does stick with it and they're consistent, I know that the quality of the show is going to improve. and And I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and subscribe now and be a uh, be on the ground floor of this growing community that I know and trust is going to happen out of the show. You might actually get a couple of people like that. And that's wonderful. And and of the other people, of the other 100 people who test out your show, you may actually find that those people test out your show and they're like, eh, I'm moving on. You know, I, it sounds like a great topic. Um, sounds like this person knows what they're talking about, but that's not necessarily the quality I'm going for. I'm looking for something better. And so and so they move on. It, it's, it's not necessarily notable to them. And so... You know, you could go out there and you could start marketing it and you could put seven episodes in and try to get all your friends to download it and get it to bump up. And the reality is, is that the percentage of people who listen to your show and actually you retain them as a subscriber, even if they're your target audience, is really low. And so what I say is, you know, I I got this quote from John Acuff and it's this quote is, embrace your invisibility. This is a time where you can embrace your invisibility. This is... This is actually your time to make all the mistakes while the entire without the entire world watching. Now, the reality is is the entire world does have the ability to watch you make these mistakes if they know about you. The entire world does have access to this feed because like I said, after your first episode, put it out there so that it is accessible by anyone. But at this point, I would not suggest that you promote it to everyone. I would not at this point suggest that you promote it heavily to your target audience. I would instead encourage you to promote it to your closest friends and and people that are in your network that can give you some great honest feedback. You might potentially pick out a couple new subscribers just by the fact that you're in iTunes and they're searching for it. And you might get some feedback from some folks. Some of it will be very constructive and helpful and encouraging in their response. Some of it might be negative and critical and you have to learn how to grow some thicker skin as a result of that feedback. And some of that will be helpful to you and some of it won't be helpful to you, but you'll you'll need to navigate through that stuff as well. If, if this is your first time into this online world, it can get a little scary and there's some stuff you have to navigate and work through. And that's why I think it's okay to have slow measured growth. So, so basically, there are many, there are several students who I believe, sure, by all means, do everything you can. You've just put your first episode out there. Now go and publish this thing and, and promote it like crazy. However, for a majority of students, I think that, you know, the, the promotional efforts, 
you know, once there there comes a time when you, you need to kind of just embrace that invisibility for a little bit, get your get your feet firmly planted on a foundation where you feel solid, you feel confident, and then that's when you start reaching out to your target audience, and that's when you start networking with other people in your industry and in your niche, and you start doing all the things to market your show, which, by the way, uh, if you go to, I think it's uh, podcastanswerman.com slash growing hyphen your hyphen audience, and that will take you over to episode 254 of Podcast Answer Man, and that entire episode is all about how to grow your audience and market your podcasts, all right? So if you want to hear more about that, go over to podcastanswerman.com slash growing hyphen your hyphen audience, or just go to my website and do a search and find episode 254 of Podcast Answer Man, and that, that will help you learn how to market your show. So now back to this question, now that we've set it up, I know you said before, considering promotion, you need to have a good show to promote. So what is the good set of prerequisites or criteria before promoting? And I'm gonna a- answer each of these. Is it a matter of having a certain number of downloads per month? Absolutely not. When is it good? To, when is it a good time to start promoting your show? has nothing to do with how many people are downloading your show. That has nothing to do about when you subscribe, when you start heavily marketing and promoting your show to your target audience. Um, but the reality is, is the chances are, if you haven't began to heavily market and promote your show, your download numbers are probably really low. And they're not going to gain to a certain, they're not going to get to a certain level until you start really aggressively marketing and promoting your show. And so really that the, the number of downloads has nothing to do about when is the right time. Now, the next question is, is it more about getting into a groove with your show? All right? Absolutely, this is a key critical element. element. Getting into a groove. So like I said, when, you know, when I when I was playing around having that fake first episode where I sound where there's a bit of a lack of confidence and stuff like that, you know, maybe I don't know what I have to offer to the world, but all of a sudden, let's just say I put out my first four or five episodes, and then all of a sudden I get an email or a blog comment on my show notes, or somebody left me a comment on social media or sent me a private message on Facebook, um, and let's just say they say, wow, I just listened to your most recent episode, and as a result of you sharing that story about how you did XYZ, that opened my eyes to an opportunity and I did the same thing and as a result of that, this happened and now my life is so much better. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, You have a loyal subscriber forever. I am so happy you are doing this podcast. Keep up the great work. And as a result of that, all of a sudden, boom, your confidence level is going up a little bit. And so the next question is, is there a certain level of engagement? That little bit of engagement can be an indicator that it's time. Um, and and also that little bit of encouragement and motivation and, and stuff like that. Wow, I really am. that. This is helping people. And then all of a sudden, you the next thing you're starting to think is like, okay, I'm going to... I'm going to continue to try to bring more things to help people and 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 that's what's going on and and all of a sudden I'm like now I understand what my purpose is with this show. It's not just about me selling more things. It's not just about me getting pats on the back. It's not just more about you know becoming a celebrity. It, it this is about me 
creating content that's helping people. And this is how I've discovered I best help people. And because of that, I've kind of found my groove. I know what my content's about. I know why I'm here. And I know who I'm speaking to because now I've actually seen some of these people and I know how they're in, you know, how they're engaging with the content. And now I feel like I really have a good feel. I got a good handle on this. And you know what? Some people, like Ajama Elazu, she actually finding her voice. It took her three different epi- or three different podcasts before she found her voice in the podcast with her Etsy conversations. Right. So, and by the way, if you don't know what I'm talking about, that is an episode a couple weeks back. And if you go to my tag cloud, which is a great way to browse my content section over on. Um, podcastanswerman.com. I'm looking down here, finding your voice so that I can find this episode for you. It was actually episode 394. You can go to podcastanswerman.com slash 394, and that will show you where uh, an example of somebody who found their voice in a big way. Some great things, even great things beyond what I've even shared in the updates for Ijama. Things continue to go well for her because she has she has found that voice. But when do you start promoting? Let me just say this. Um, you know, if, if you are at episode 10 or episode 15 and you don't feel like you have found the groove with your show, if you are at episode 10 or episode 15 and you've received literally no engagement from anyone, which by the way, that's not too uncommon. But you, you just, you, even when you're right, trying to reach out to somebody and they're not reaching back out at you and nobody's listening to your show, then, then there's got to be something going on there. But if, if you're confident that after 10 to 15 episodes, that if you haven't gotten to the place where you feel like it's time to start heavily marketing and promoting the show, if you're there and you're still convinced that this is the right show for you, first of all, if it's not the right show for you, maybe you want to think about doing something different, uh, maybe a different topic altogether, or, you know, maybe it's not, maybe podcasting isn't for you. But the reality is, is if you've actually created 10 or 15 episodes, chances are, if you're not feeling it, then you probably just don't have the right topic yet. The But let's just say that you're 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 trucking along. You're still absolutely certain this is the topic. This is the focus. This is the show. But and and I've consistently put out ten to fifteen episodes, but I still haven't started marketing it yet. I just don't feel like I'm there. Let me just tell you something. When you hit ten or fifteen episodes, it's time to start marketing. It's start. It's 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 time to start uh, aggressively promoting your show to your target audience, even if you don't think you're ready. Um, and just put it out there because sometimes, you know, you're not going to get to find your voice until you get that feedback from an audience of people who are checking out your show and, and hopefully a majority of that, that encourage or that feedback will be, uh, constructive, encouraging criticism and, and critique that's going to help be helpful to you from people who love you and, and are going to say things in nicely worded ways. That would be wonderful if we lived in that world where everybody did that. But I've been very blessed to have a lot of people who give that kind of feedback to me. But the reality is that sometimes you're gonna you need to get out there and and hear the hard truth about some people and and how they feel about your show. And some of it's gonna knock up against your pride and your your self esteem. And and some of it is gonna be it's gonna come with very hurtful words uh, and and stuff like that. It's just the reality of the world we live in. 
And and some of those people with their hurtful words is as as they may think that they are well meaning, but they're not. Uh, if they use hurtful, negative, super nasty words to you, uh, there there is no good meaning to it. But the question is 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 there sometimes still truth to it? And and sometimes if we can discover that truth in the feedback that we're hearing, it can help us grow, and it can it can be that exposure to that larger community who's testing out your show and then who are providing you feedback, um, good or bad, that could help you get into that groove. It can help you find that voice and stuff like that. So when do you start promoting? If your show is ready to rock and roll and and you feel confident, then start promoting it immediately, episode number one. Hopefully, you'll find that groove within your first five or six episodes, but by episode 10 to 15, If you haven't started aggressively marketing and promoting it, then that's the time to start doing it. That's my thoughts on that question. And wow, did I go into that a whole lot longer than I thought I would. Next question that I'm going to cover here. What's the difference with the line in port and the mic port on the Roland R-05? Also, with any other device, does it mean the same thing? All right, so on a Roland R-05 recorder at the top of there, uh, at the top of the recorder, there are two one-eighth inch inputs. You can plug in a one-eighth inch plug into either one of those ports. One of them says line, and one of them is mic. And they are not the same. The difference is, is that a line port is able to bring in audio that's already been amplified from another source. It's already been up, it's been up the volume level of the of the audio that's coming in has already been increased up to this level that we consider or call the line level, all right? And so it's been amplified already. It doesn't need to be amplified further. It's ready to be brought into the recorder and recorded as it comes in, all right? Now, there, or it could still be amplified a little bit more uh, based upon the settings of the recorder. But the idea here is, is that for the most part, this this has already been amplified to a level that is acceptable. All right, then you have mic level. Now, mic level is usually coming in from a microphone, like let's just say you have a dynamic microphone that you're gonna plug into this port, and that microphone doesn't have any power, it doesn't have any amplification into it whatsoever. Um, when you speak into the microphone, it it does have a little receptor in there, and it's it's grabbing those vibrations, and it's sending all of that signal down through a little cable, and and you can actually plug that cable into a special cable that will bring it into the mic port on your Roland recorder, and that audio volume level of that audio signal is low. It's very low, and what needs to happen is that needs to be amplified. So that signal needs to be uh, made louder by internal unit uh, uh, systems inside of the the device. And so when you plug the mic in into the mic port, it automatically knows that this needs to be amplified. And so it brings the signal in, makes it louder, and then brings it into the recording. All right, and so that's that's the difference between mic level and line level. And yes, it is pretty much the same. So sometimes you have a computer. Some a lot of the old PCs, or some of the new new PCs, probably still have this, where you have three different ports. You have a headphones jack, you have a line in jack, and a mic jack. And so those those are very much the same sort of uh, processor indicator there. 
So that's what it is. And um, if the thing is, is if you're bringing audio from a mixer that's already been amplified, uh, you want to bring that in through a cable and plug it into the line input. And really, the only thing you want to plug into the mic jack is a microphone. All right, audio from coming in from a microphone. Next up, let's see here. Do you happen to have the greatest hits on your website for Podcast Answer Man? I want to listen to all 400 plus episodes, but in the meantime, a top 100 would be great. All right, so one of my students asked that in an A to Z course, and this is exactly what I had shared. Uh, first, th- first things first, go to podcastanswerman.com, and I want you to look for the sidebar of my website, and then scroll down and the first thing you want to look for, look for is this thing called posts most often referred to. Now, I haven't updated this in a while, and I probably should one of these days soon. But there, there are these are the links to episodes, or some of them are not episodes. Some of them are blog posts. But these are the links to the content on my website that I had found myself linking people to most often. Now, there actually are a couple uh, things on here that, uh, are a couple pieces of content that I would love to add to this list. I'm not probably going to be able to do it before I head out to Europe, so they're not going to be there. And there's probably one or two on there that I probably should unlink. And one of them, let me just tell you right now, uh, WordPress plugins I recommend. That that has changed so much since that episode has been out. Uh, there are some plugins that I still use from there, but that that's one that probably should be taken off of that off of there because that information is so old. Uh, but there, a lot of it's very good stuff, and I think that if you if you follow through, you'll find there's a ton of very valuable stuff there, and that's the post most often referred to. And then my favorite thing that I added about a year and a half, maybe even two years ago now, was a tag cloud. And this is an, a, an exhaustive tag cloud that shows every tag I've ever tagged since I started using it. And by the way, only the most recent, maybe 100 or so episodes have any tags associated with them. Again, I, I would love to go back into my old archives and and tag old episodes with topics, but uh, maybe that's one day to come in the future. But anyway, this is actually um, in my sidebar. It's actually labeled great way to browse my content. And what you want to look for is it's an alphabetical list of topics. Um, let me just read some of them to you. One of them is advertising. There is affiliate marketing. There is author name, background noises, backup solution, benefits of podcasting, uh, black magic intensity extreme, blogging, building relationships, business cards, call recorder, uh, conferences, content strategy, digital recorder, uh, double ender. I'm just randomly pulling out things here. Uh, Flipboard. Forget about the money, health and fitness, Hue lights, uh, imposter syndrome is a great episode on that one. Wow, uh, inbox zero, income, interviews, iTunes reviews, uh, leadership, lavalier, uh, lav mic, lapel mic, uh, live fire. I mean, mindset, monetization, multiple shows, negative feedback, niche audience. Uh, no mixer, no music, overcast. Uh, there's tons of topics here. And one of the things that you might be drawn to are the bigger words. The bigger the word, the more episodes are tagged 
with those with those particular topics. And so you'll see some of the recurring themes that I talk about very often uh, in the in the bigger the words with bigger text or bigger font. Now, with that being said, I want to tell you that some of the ones where it's just the smallest text possible, which probably means there's only one episode with that particular topic. Let me find one in here um, that is uh, very important, like insert port. Insert port. This is a special port on a mixer. There's only one time that that's ever showed up, and that's in episode 375, and it's called Slippery Slope, and... Uh, I must have talked about the insert port somewhere in here. So uh, why don't you plug your mic directly into your MDX 4600, which started at 17 minutes and 13 seconds into that episode. So that must be where I start. I talked about how to hook up your MDX 4600 and what an insert port is. So that's, see, that's a great way for me to find that. So that was only one episode where I talked about that thing. Uh, let me just go to another one here. Brand name. Here's a topic. And that just leads me, there's only one episode with that's tagged with brand name. But it's a very important episode, one that I actually should put in my post most often referred to because I refer my students to this one a lot. And it's called Choosing Your Brand Name. All right? So choosing your brand name. When creating a brand uh, for a new podcast, I've noticed a large number of people who seem to get stuck with when it comes to choosing the name of their brand and or podcast. I'm a huge fan of choosing a name that clearly communicates the essence of what your podcasting is about, even if the name of the podcast is the only thing they have to go by. However, there are a number of folks who would rather come up with a more creative approach to naming their podcast. In this episode, I share my thoughts on this topic, hoping to encourage folks to simply make a firm decision and choose the name that they like best and then own it, love it, and evangelize it. This topic starts at two minutes and 50 seconds into the episode. That's episode number 335, by the way. And so this tag cloud is, a, I believe, it, it is a mine, it is a tre, it is a field with buried treasure, and that treasure is not too hard to dig up. And honestly, what I would do is I would, if you have a topic that's on your mind that you're looking for information for, it's all in alphabetical order. See if there's a topic there uh, related to what you're already looking for. And if not, I would just encourage you to start with you know the letter A and and read through the things. Don't pay attention to the size of the words uh, of the font, but just go through alphabetically and see if any of those topics sound interesting to you and then click on it to be taken to an ep- episode where I covered that topic so much in that episode that I thought it was worthy of tagging it so people would be drawn back to that episode for that particular topic. All right? So that is the best way to browse my content and uh, to get to the good stuff. All right. Next question here is, I had an issue with setting up my boom mic arm because the attachment is too small. Can you address this? All right, so... Uh, this is somebody who had purchased the podcast equipment package, and that comes with a Heil PL2T uh, boom mic arm. And it comes with a, the, the boom mic arm comes with a C-clamp that attaches. And the C-clamp is something that's just automatically included with the arm, but it doesn't work for everybody. They're, they're, not every surface is is best suited for a C-clamp attachment. It works for, I would say, a majority of situations, 
but there are some times when the C-clamp's just not going to work out for you. Maybe you have a glass desk and you don't want to attach a C-clamp to your glass desk. Um, so there are other options out there. And uh, the first one is the Heil wall mount. And you can go to gspn.tv slash Heil, H-E-I-L, wall mount, all one word. And a gspn.tv is my short URL for my network, generally speaking, production network. gspn.tv slash Heil wall mount, one word. That will take you to a place where you can pick up the Heil wall mount. And this can actually be attached to your wall. Uh, hopefully you have a stud that you can put this into. And this will allow you to plug to put your uh, Heil boom mark arm into that. Now maybe the, the C-clamp just isn't right for your desk, but you do have a wooden desk. Well, you could actually screw a mount into the desk and have it sit flush on top of the desk uh, with the flange mount, and that is gspn.tv slash Heil flange mount. So I'm going to H-E-I-L flange mount, all one word, F-L-A-N-G-E, and that will show you the Heil flange mount that you can get, and that will screw into the top of the surface. Now, maybe you are building your own little nice studio, and you got a Ikea desk, or you've built a custom desk like my friend Stuart Crane, um, then what you could do is if you want, you could get this. It's uh, gspn.tv slash Heil desk mount. And this is one where you'll need to go and get a special uh, drill bit for your drill. And you drill a hole into your desk and this sits down into it and secures really nicely and has a real fancy, almost like integrated mount inside your in your desk for you to plug your Heil boom mic arm down into your very nice desk. Looks great. Absolutely love it. Did that for my friend Stuart Crane and and just really happy with, with that mount if, if you have the right setup or solution for it. But those are three solutions for mounting your Heil arm if a C-clamp is not necessarily in your best interest. All right? Moving on here, for tagging your MP3 files, why would anyone purchase the ID3 editing software from pa-software.com for $15 when iTunes is free? Does this ID3 editing software have some extra features slash benefits that iTunes does not offer? So here's the deal. Um, I personally use this ID3 tag editing software from pa-software.com. And it is $15. And what it allows me to do is, it act, I, I use a Mac computer, and I believe it's available for the PC as well. Uh, but anyway, I use a Mac computer, and I put the little icon down on my, uh, what do you call that, the dock at the bottom. And it allows me to simply take an MP3 file that's sitting on my desktop, and I drag the icon from the desktop on top of the, the icon for the editing software, and it immediately opens up the ID3 editor, and I can instantly start typing in the name of the episode, my name is the artist, the album, the podcast name is the album, the genre, and I can click to add the artwork. Instantly, I hit say, hit update, and boom, my desktop MP3 file is right where it was before, but now it is perfectly tagged with artwork and, and metadata. Now, to do that in iTunes, I'd actually have to open iTunes, wait for it to open, 
And then I have to go over and, and click on my music library. I then have to actually drag the MP3 file over to my music library, which creates a copy of it. So now there's a copy on my desktop that's unchanged, and then there's a copy in, inside of my iTunes. I then can click on it in the music library, right click and do get info. I can add all the metadata and click on another tab and add the artwork, and then I can tell it okay to save that information. Then I go in my music library and drag that MP3 file back out to my desktop. Oftentimes, it, uh, iTunes has now changed the name of the MP3 file, and so now I have to actually first delete the original MP3 file off of my desktop uh, because I can't name it the same name with two of the same named files on the desktop. So I do need to delete the MP3, the original MP3 first, then take the renamed but yet tagged MP3 file from iTunes, and then I can click on it and change the name to the original name of the file. And then if I want to save up that space on my on my computer, um, I, I should probably go back over to iTunes, click on that MP3 file in my media library, right click on it, delete it, send it to the trash can so that I don't actually have another copy of it there as well. And now, after all of that, I have exactly what I had with PA software. And when you do as many podcast episodes as I do, it's worth $15 to actually have it be a whole lot quicker than all of those steps. Now, for those of you who are using Audacity and you're already using iTunes to uh, convert your WAV file to an MP3 file, then it makes sense that you've already got the, you've already drugged the WAV file into your uh, media library. You're already using iTunes to convert it to an MP3, so the MP3 is already there. So it makes perfect sense for you just to click, right click on it, get info, add your tags and artwork, and then save it, and then drag it to your desktop, and you've got your MP3 file tagged and ready to go. And you might want to rename your file depending on how you name your files. So if you're using Audacity and you're using uh, iTunes to convert a WAV file to iTunes or to MP3 using iTunes, absolutely no reason at all for you to get PA-software's ID3 tag editor. However, if you're using Adobe Audition and you have just run all your processing and you've saved it right to your desktop as an MP3 file and you do this often enough that it's kind of nice to just take the MP3 file that's now sitting on your desktop drag it over to the icon for the ID3 tag editor, add your tags, click update, and boom, you're done. That to me is a lot safer, is a lot, not safer, is a lot faster, more convenient, and it was worth $15 to me. So that is why I do it. All right, moving on here. Uh, let's see here. When naming your episode, do you have any, any advice? I asked this because I thought the search option in iTunes looks for title keywords in the title. Any advice here would be super appreciated. And that's right. So when you people are searching in iTunes, they are literally searching for keywords like internet marketing or um, I might search for cycling or strength training or health and fitness or nutrition or something like that. If, if I was searching in iTunes, those are the kinds of keywords that I might use. And so if you think about the keywords that people are using, you wanna create episode titles that might contain some of those keywords in them. Now, you don't want to do this artificially. Um, don't try to game the system, but try to use keywords that um, that are in your title. Of course, keywords in your your show in your show name is is one way to pick up a lot of those things. For example, 
Just anytime you get a chance, go into podcast, go into iTunes and search for Podcast Answer Man and look at the name of my show. You'll see that it's podcastanswerman.com and it's a, it might say Cliff J. Ravenscraft and it might say Podcast Answer Man and it might say Answer Man as two words, as three words, um, different, different ways. And also, you'll see a couple keywords that I put there. And I did all of that just by adding extra keywords to my title of my show, the name of my show in my RSS feed. So a little tip there for you. And then uh, when it comes to the title of my podcast episodes, when I'm creating them in WordPress, the title of my post, I try to make sure that there's something in there that might pull up in a, in a search result in iTunes when people are searching for it. And so, yeah. Definitely check that out. Uh, but but yeah, so for example, I've been thinking about this. I, I'm now, it's it's Wednesday, June 24th. I've recorded episode number 409, 410, and 411 before I left. And here's the deal. My initial idea was that episode 409 was gonna be titled Questions That New Podcasters Ask Part One. And the title for episode 410 would be Questions That Podcast New Podcasters Ask Part Two. And well, you can guess what today's episode might have been titled. But you know what? I probably won't do that, uh, even though that was my initial idea. But when I go and start processing these files and I get them uploaded to Libsyn and I schedule them to be released later in WordPress into my RSS feed, um, I'm actually probably going to choose one of the questions or maybe two of the questions and use that as the title. So for example, um, for well, today, I might title this episode number 411, and it might, it might be, when is it okay to start promoting my podcast? And other, new, and other questions new podcasters ask. See, do you see where I'm saying? So, and the question, the, the keywords are promote my podcast or promote podcast. So, or marketing podcast. When is it okay to promote and market my pod, my new podcast? And so somebody might do a search for market podcast or promote podcast. And if they do, they'll actually, my podcast episode will show up in the search results. So that's what I'm talking about. That's what I would do. Okay, next up, do you recommend that we have at least three episodes or more before launching our podcast? And my answer to that question is, for most, most people, an overwhelming majority of people, the answer to that question is no. If you are somebody who, out of the gate, episode number one is ready to rock and roll, and you're gonna try to do one of those super impressive, new and noteworthy, squeeze every little ounce of juice of value you can get out of being promoted there, and you're trying to hit the top one to 10 or 20 in iTunes in your category within the first week, and you're gonna promote everybody, you've got this massive community that's gonna stand behind you and start leaving you ratings and reviews, and they're all gonna subscribe, and this is a massive launch, and you want all the download numbers you can possibly muster, then three to five episodes before that launch date is what I would recommend so you can you can maximize the heck out of all those downloads. But the reality is, and it goes back, and that's why I'm glad that we're wrapping up with this question because uh, it takes us back to what I started about before. The reality is, as a majority of brand new podcasts, 
you just your first three episodes aren't going to be your best episodes. And the reality is, is if you put your first episode out and you wait a couple days before you re- record your next one, you give yourself time to listen to it. Maybe somebody even provides you feedback, somebody that you, close to you that you've shared it with, or maybe you've maybe just shared it out on your social network once or twice, and and somebody's giving you feedback, and then all of a sudden, wow, episode number two, you can actually take the benefit of that feedback and make episode number two better than the first episode. And certainly episode number three that's recorded at least a week from the first time you sat down to record, now you've actually had the benefit of maybe listening to some other shows with a whole different filter. And oh, that, you know what, I wanna do that in my show. And now episode three is far better than it would have been if you tried to record all three of them at once just so you could hit that new and noteworthy and get all those downloads. And also, sometimes there are some of you I would say I would say at least 40% of people out there who create a podcast if they wait until they have 3 decent episodes to put online they're never going to publish an episode. They're never going to put it online. Your perfectionism just gets in your way and you're just not going to be able to make it happen. And that's why I res- that's why pretty much everybody I recommend as soon as you put your first episode out there or record your first episode Put it out there. Put it out to the world. I'm not saying you have to go crazy all out marketing and promoting it to your target audience, but put it out there. Let it be discoverable and share it with as many close and personal friends in your inner circle and 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 maybe put it out on your social network kind of just as a little soft launch and see if anybody picks up on it, anybody bites and and solicit some advice from folks and 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 feedback and see what comes in and and with every new episode try to make it better. And there's also one other little thing. You know, I've been thinking about this a lot since I've been uh, cycling on the road quite a bit. You know, here's the deal. Um I I've I am recording these podcast episodes a couple weeks in advance now, right? And one of the things that I think is very important for me to do is to take all of these episodes that I've recorded here uh, in the last uh, last night and today uh, that are going to be scheduled to release. I want to I want to get all of these things ready and scheduled so that I can make sure that they're going to go out on time uh, and and be delivered to you even without any further interaction from me. Because you know what? What if I go for a ride out on my bicycle and I get hit by a truck and you know I I'm gone. You know, the question is, is is there anything in the content that I just shared that would be so beneficial that it helps them launch their podcast? And let's just say that, that you're listening to my voice today and something that I had published in this episode, something I recorded in this episode and, and scheduled to be released and, and didn't hold it back for any reason, maybe this is the episode that finally makes you make the decision to go out and launch that podcast to put it out there to tell the world about it and maybe your podcast has the uh the influence in somebody's life that that maybe they decided not to commit suicide maybe they decided to uh to to reconnect with their spouse after you know after a, a horrible separation uh, maybe they've made the decision to become debt free. Maybe they made the decision to to get their their eating under control and to take their health and fitness seriously. These are the kinds of things you know. Do you really want to hold that back for a couple more weeks uh, or keeping it from being launched just because you're you want to get this you know whole new and noteworthy thing 
And the reality is, is maybe maybe your first episode may could possibly be the only episode. How horrible and, and, and morbid is that thought, right? But the reality is I believe there's so much value, so much power in our human voice to positively impact and change the lives of other people in the world. And I say as soon as you've recorded it, put it out there. Get it out to the world. And it kills me to not release all three episodes back to back and just throw them into the feed. But I'm going to drip feed them and at least I'm going to schedule them in such a way that, you know, yesterday's episode went out uh, and I've got I've got the next three Mondays. You guys are going to get new episodes. And yes, it's on Monday instead of Thursdays. I'm, I'm trying something new. Uh, and I'll, I'll come back in a couple of weeks after I get back from Europe and, and tell you how I feel about it uh, moving forward. We'll see. But uh, that, that's, that's as many questions as I'm going to get to in this episode. I hope you guys are, have enjoyed this little format of me going through these list of questions that I get asked by the students who are brand new to podcasting, who have gone through my podcasting A to Z course. And uh, with that, before I wrap up, I want to play for you uh, a little promo for my next session of podcasting A to Z. Are you thinking of launching your own podcast and don't know where to start? You could have your own high-quality podcast online in just under four weeks, even if you have absolutely no technical knowledge about how podcasting works. Intrigued? 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 Since 2006, Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man, has trained thousands of people on how to launch a successful podcast. Cliff has coached top-ranked podcasters such as Pat Flynn, Michael Hyatt, Michael Stelzner, Dan Miller, John Lee Dumas, and the list goes on. Podcasting A to Z is a four-week group training course that leads you step-by-step through the setup of your very own podcast. Not just the technical side, but also the mindset that goes into creating a successful show as well. One thing is At the end of four weeks, you will have experienced one of the best investments you can make in taking your message to the next level. To learn more details about the course, head to podcastinga2z.com. Podcastinga2z.com. That's right, my friends. And my next session does start on Monday, August 10th. I hope that you will consider being a part of this next session. I would love this opportunity to not only be your podcast consultant and coach, but help you with the mindset that goes along with it to take your business, your if you have a business, and if you don't have a business, we'll talk about your life and how it can be taken to the next level. Anything you know about me or would love to know about my experience and how it might benefit you, I'm open to any and every single question you could possibly ask me during an entire four-week period of time. You do have me, direct access to me during this course. And in fact, I, I gotta tell you, I, I know that the, the promo sent you over to podcastinga2z.com. Please go to that website And before you watch the video at the top, before you read all of the information about what the course includes, scroll to the very bottom and please do me a favor, read the testimonials of what's written there. You will understand that this is more than any other online course you've ever participated in. I know that that sounds like I'm promising a lot, but let me tell you, I am a huge believer in under-promising and over-delivering, and I would love the opportunity to do that for you The next session, Podcasting A to Z, starts August 10th. I would love to have you join me, podcastingatoz.com. And until next time, my friends, when I will be back in the studio, home from Europe, until then, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Podcast Answer Man.